In today's Live Treasured podcast, addressing the spiritual root of anxiety and depression to walk in freedom with my special guest, Dr. Michelle Bankson. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Live Treasured podcast. In today's podcast, we have a very special guest, my good friend, Dr. Michelle Bankson. Welcome to the Live Treasure Podcast. Well, it's always my delight to be back with you. Well, you know, you are one of my favorite Christian authors, and uh, I just love all of uh, what you have written, your blogs, um, but in particular, your book, Breaking Anxiety, is just outstanding. Um, so thank you so much for all that you do uh, for the Christian community to bring truths that can set us free. It's all his truths. And you know, I know that you know this, but it's a testimony to me of how God brings beauty for ashes. When we can go through something and then write about it to help somebody else, somehow it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. So let's just go ahead and um, and dive in, and I want to start with that just to um, just to educate our audience and maybe new listeners um, that haven't heard me brag on you before. But <laughs> what? So so you had talked about your story and how you can walk through something. So give us a little bit about your background um, and your experience with your personal and professional experience with. Uh, mental health. I'm a board certified clinical neuropsychologist and I was in private practice for about 20 years. So I saw thousands of patients literally who have struggled with a variety of mental health disorders ranging from depression or anxiety uh, to dementia. Mm -hmm. And I thought I had all the answers because I had, you know, umpteen dozen years of schooling and all the alphabet soup after my name. But mm -hmm. it's interesting because if you went to one of my family reunions, it would feel like you're stepping into a walking anxiety disorder. So many mm -hmm. of my family members have struggled with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my mother struggled with very severe, severe depression the entire time I was in the home growing up, except right. that I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a label for it. Mm -hmm. So that was just how mom was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Until um, finally, real close to when she died, she got some good mental health treatment and it just, it changed her incredibly. Mm -hmm. So I was in private practice and helping patients for years before I fell into the pit of depression. And you know, what's most interesting about that is that when I fell into the pit, I started doing all the things mm -hmm. that I had told my patients for decades to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I made sure that I was eating right. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get physical exercise. Mm -hmm. I was prioritizing rest. Mm -hmm. I tried medication. I went to counseling. Mm -hmm. And all those things helped. Mm -hmm. They did help. Mm -hmm. But they weren't enough mm -hmm. to take the depression away. And I remember crying out to God. I was very physically ill at the time. And that was kind of what brought on the depression. Mm -hmm. I was on medically induced bed rest for five months. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to go to my practice and be the doctor. 
and I wasn't much of a wife or a mother during those times. Mm -hmm. And I was kept alive on IV hydration and nutrition. And I remember crying out to God and saying, God, if this is going to be my life, I'm not sure I want to keep on living. Yeah. And I looked around at other people I knew and they seemed to have such joy. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I'm not even sure what joy is. Like that mm-hmm. just seems like an intangible word that's stuck in a Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. And so I started believing that I must be joy immune. Mm. Wow. And right before a very important surgery, a friend called and was praying for me before I was to have surgery the next day. And she shared a scripture verse with me and it just resonated in my heart. Now, other mm-hmm. friends had, had shared scripture verses and I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you, it felt like they were just trying to slap on a bandaid. And to mm-hmm. me, when they were giving these verses, it was like somehow these were supposed to be the magic cure. Mm-hmm. And to me, what it said is, you don't understand what it's like to go through depression. Right. But this friend, I knew her heart Mm -hmm. and I knew her relationship with the Lord. And she, she shared that scripture that says the weeping may last for a night. My joy comes in the morning. Mm. And Eileen, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but it was like a whisper to my heart. Mm -hmm. And I sensed him saying, if I have said my joy comes in the morning, then it comes in the morning for you too. So you cannot be joy immune. And that really started me on the track of understanding that, wait a minute, there's a spiritual root to so much of what we go through. Right. And I remember sensing God saying, if you are not willing to address the spiritual root of disease, it's like you're trying to put a Band-Aid on an infection mm-hmm. and hoping it gets well. Mm-hmm. And so I prayed and I said, Lord, show me what that root is. Mm-hmm. Help me to understand because I don't want to go back to being a doctor unless what I tell my patients, I know it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that started a journey. And we're over a decade later now. And I tell you what, he just teaches me more and more and more each year. Hmm. And it's so crucial to understand that, yes, there's a biological aspect to disease. There's an emotional aspect of disease, but we cannot afford to ignore the spiritual root. And I will confess to you that for many years in my private practice, we didn't address the spiritual root. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now I understand That's why patients would come back. Some would come back a year later. Some would come back five years or 10 years later, but it would return. The depression would return. The anxiety would return. And now I understand it's because we didn't address the spiritual root. Right. Right. To me, that made all the difference, not just for my patients and for me, Mm -hmm. but it changed how I parent my children. Mm-hmm. They now have listened and learned. It mm-hmm. changes how I'm a friend to others. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was such an eye-opening experience that now I'm grateful that I went through it because I've seen the beauty that has come from those ashes, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So you you say that it changed the way that you were a friend to others and a parent. How so? Scripture says that out of the overflow of the heart, Mm -hmm. the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. And scripture also says 
the, the tongue has the power to bring life or death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so now when someone comes and they tell, tell me that they're going through a difficult time, I will actually sit down, I'll pray, and I'll ask the Lord to show me where are they believing something that is not truth mm-hmm. and help me to speak truth over them because mm-hmm. that is what gives life. Right. And so whether I was helping patients or I was giving advice to a friend or even parenting my own children, mm-hmm. it's based on the truth of God. Got it. Science can only go so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the truth of God stands forever. So yeah. now, even when I parent with my children, if they tell me that they're struggling or they're afraid of something, mm-hmm. we'll pray about it. Mm-hmm. We'll think about, well, where, Lord, where is the lie that I believed? And then what's the truth of God that we need to stand on together Yeah, to refute that lie? And it's interesting because there have been times where I'll lapse into worry, fear, or anxiety. Mm-hmm. In fact, there was one time I was I was speaking to a large group, and beforehand I was having to develop PowerPoint slides. And I'm great at writing, and I'm an okay mm-hmm. speaker, but I'm not that great with technology. So a friend mm-hmm. was helping me with the slides, and she said, well, I just need to know what it is that you're trying to convey in here. And I said, I don't know. I'm just so stupid. Well, my oh, son, gosh. who was 14 at the time, was sitting at the table, and he looked over at me, and he says, only if you believe that lie, mom. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, you are so right. Yeah. Yeah. You are so right. Lord, mm-hmm. I am not stupid. You have given me mm-hmm. the mind of Christ and I just need to slow down and think about what it is that you want me to convey. Right. Right. But that's what I mean by it has changed how I parent because our kids watch and they listen mm-hmm. and my kids have picked up on the truth that I have learned and they'll even bring it back to me at times. And I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. I did not take that as the chastisement. I was grateful that he knew the truth and was willing to remind me of it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And we need to be doing that, you know, for each other. So, so then, so then it, it changed the way that you interacted with people. And I think that's a good point just to pause on that for a little bit, because if you're listening and you have a friend that's struggling with anxiety, um, don't just throw scripture, right? Pray with them and ask the Lord to reveal a truth while you're praying. Um, and that, I bet you your friend that gave you that verse did just that, that it was more than just throwing you the bumper sticker I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, exactly. you know. Um, so that's that's a powerful thing to remember as you are ministering to your children um, as as well as friends. So let's dive. I want to dive a little bit deeper into the topic of the spiritual root of depression. Um, is it all centered around renewing the mind? Um, and how the enemy uses lies, um, or are there other things? 100%. It comes back to our thought life. Okay. Scripture says that the thief comes only to steal and to kill mm-hmm. and to destroy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the second half of that verse is, but I have come to overcome the world. So right. the enemy has always always 
try to attack us in our mind. It goes back to the Garden of Eden mm-hmm. when Satan twisted the truth and mm-hmm. said to Eve, but did God really say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And got her to doubt what she had believed. Right. He's not very creative. He's still doing the same tactics today. Right. You know, scripture says that he prowls the earth seeking whom he can devour and destroy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he gets us in our thought life. Satan cannot read our mind, mm-hmm. but he is so observant and he watches us. Mm-hmm. He listens to us. Mm-hmm. He knows where our weak points are. And he will mm-hmm. always go back to that weak point to see if he can get us there again. So right. even though I struggled with depression and then mm-hmm. came through it on the other side, feels true. He still tries to get me to go back there, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. I have a history of struggling with worry, fear, and anxiety, and I've got a much better handle on it. Mm-hmm. He'll still try to see if he can get me to worry again. Right. Right. And I'm better at recognizing his voice quicker now. Yes. And knowing the truth to refute those lies. You know, I'm, I'm sure tells us that we're to take every thought captive mm-hmm. and to bring it into obedience with Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have between 50 and 70,000 thoughts a day and mm-hmm. we don't pay attention to most of them. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have the thought and then we just move on to the next one and we move on to the next one. And that's how it gets at us. We believe a lie and then we believe the next lie and then we believe the next lie. And the next thing you know, we are walking around downcast or worried and afraid or discouraged right. because we didn't take those thoughts captive right and and surrender them to the truth um and i i'm really glad that you brought up that you will it's it's not that you never worry anymore or you never have feelings of fear come over you it's that you know you can catch it and go back to the source um and the reason why i'm glad you brought that up is because so many women that i talk to you know in my work with treasured ministries will get very down on themselves because they've had an anxious thought or they're progressing in their inner healing. And then they feel like if they, you know, had a bad day, that that means, you know, that it's, they're defeated and it's canceled. But scripture clearly states that truth is something you have to go back to for the rest of your life. Um it's it's renewing the mind is not a one and done thing that it's a persistent pursuit um that we that we have to take would you agree with that absolutely it's a moment by moment thought by thought pursuit and we won't arrive until god takes us home but the enemy doesn't play fair Mm -hmm. he's the one who tempts us into believing the thought And then when we do, he's the one who brings guilt, shame, and condemnation afterwards because we gave in to the thought. Right. It was his doing in the first place. So what I want your listeners to hear is those are not even your thoughts. That's good, Michelle. They are from the enemy of your soul. And when you realize that, oh my goodness, I fell into the trap and I believed the lie and I became anxious again, it's okay because God Mm -hmm. says... There is therefore now no condemnation mm-hmm. for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's an open door. You just go back and say, Lord, I didn't catch that one. I gave in again. Forgive me and help me to stand on your truth. And it's done. Yeah. 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 That's powerful. That's powerful. So um, 
you women out there that are beating yourselves up because you don't have perfect thoughts, you need to listen to that. That it's it's not about perfect thoughts. It's about the fact that we have access to truth and we can continue to go back to that anchor over and over again. Um, and you mentioned something. You said this too, that the enemy will come at the points that were weakest. Um, I think that in my life, one of the most powerful ways I can identify what those points are is through journaling just once a week. Because I can stop every now and then and look back and see, okay, these were the common threads of a thought struggle that, you know, that I was having. Um, and so that's one way that I can kind of identify, you know, the triggers that the enemy will use. What are some other ideas that you have for our listeners on how they can identify those specific truths? When or those lies, the lies, the lies, the lies. What <laughs> I encourage people to do is to be very careful who you surround yourself with mm. and who you share the deepest, most personal information. We are not meant to do this life in isolation, yeah. but neither are we meant to be just an open slate and tell everybody. Yeah, I have a very select few friends in mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. that I have given permission to speak truth when they notice that I'm saying something that doesn't align with God's truth. Mm -hmm. Or when I start going down a trek that they know perhaps I've struggled with before mm -hmm. and I'm listening to the enemy and they've been given permission to say, wait a minute, honey, I care about you so much that I, I just want to double check with you. Like whose voice are you listening to? Yeah. Yeah. And then, to not get angry. I don't always like to hear it. Right. Right. But I'm always thankful afterwards Amen. because I realize, oh, that mm -hmm. was the enemy who was mm -hmm. trying to take me down that path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. And because people from the outside have that different perspective where that, you know, because your struggle isn't their struggle. And I love too how you gave that um, good caution to our listeners that not with everybody, um, but with a select, with a select few. And I think that, um, the Lord wants us to all have that. And so that's something too, you can ask him for are those deep friendships. Like I would say my sister, um, who is my best friend. I mean, Michelle, she'll speak some truths to me in a hot minute, but I can always trust that and receive it you know, because I know that she's for me um, and, you know, she wants me to live, live a better life with the Lord. Um, so that's, that's an excellent suggestion. Yeah. You know, it's biblical because Jesus had the three disciples that he was closest to. Mm -hmm. And then he mm -hmm. had the 12 mm -hmm. that he was close to. And then he had, you know, a bigger group even than that. Right. So right. that's very biblical for us to have our inner circle that we can trust with anything that we can go, that we can confess our sins to mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. know we're not going to be shamed or condemned for it. And they'll uphold us. Then you have a slightly bigger circle that maybe you share a little bit more with. And then you've got a larger populace that, you know, you share the more routine things with, but right. it's so crucial to have those people in our life because mm -hmm. they can see patterns over time. Mm -hmm. that we may not see. 
I've yeah. got a particular friend who says, you know, I've, I've noticed this before. Remember in the mm-hmm. past, we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she does that, I'm like, oh my goodness, you're right. Right. I'm falling back into that old habit. Right. That old pattern, that old pattern. But so even better than our friends is the gift that God gave us of the Holy Spirit to both Amen. teach us truth and remind us of truth. Yeah. But what I caution people is that the Holy Spirit cannot remind us of truth that we've not already been exposed to. So mm. it's our responsibility mm. to know God's truth so that then we can recognize the difference between Satan's lies and what God says. It's our responsibility to spend time in the word. It's yeah. our responsibility to do Bible study yeah. and to be under biblical authority. And yeah. when we do that, then the Holy Spirit can remind us of what we've already put in here. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's a great reminder for us all. And you know that I'm all for uh, staying in inside of the Word. And, and there couldn't be a more critical time, I think, um, for believers to be just saturated in the truth with everything that is going on in the world and just the nature of the information age where there's so much truth uh, or so much, excuse me, information coming at us to be able to filter through and find the truth is is so critical. Um, so, so the spiritual root was paramount to your healing from depression. Um, and you share this story inside of your book, Hope Prevails, which is an awesome resource, Hope Prevails and Breaking Anxiety's Grip. And uh, for our listeners, we'll put the links to that as well as Michelle's website um, in in the podcast description for easy access. But if you want to read more about her story, uh, it it is inside there and it's very powerful. Um, And I love how um, what I love about Michelle is how authentic she is and uh, just brings us into her story and the fact that you've walked through all these things. Um, is awesome because I don't feel like you're preaching at me. I feel like you're saying, come on, take my hand and walk with me. This is possible. So it's a very inspiring, great read. Let's, let me go back to this. Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of believers struggle with this. So the spiritual root is, is critical, um, for the healing of depression, or anything that we walk through. Um, but what then should we do about the science part about it? The, you know, the the other aspects like the, you know, the eating well and the exercising and the medication. How does all of that fit into our faith? God is so amazing that way mm-hmm. because he made us body spirit and soul Mm -hmm. but it fits in so well because little things can impact our physical health and our emotional Mm well-being if you're not getting enough rest you're going to be more prone to catch the common cold Mm -hmm. or the flu Mm -hmm. or depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety but scripture reminds us that our body is a temple and that we are to treat it well. Mm-hmm. And so God wants us 
to take care of our physical body Mm -hmm. because he knows that that will help with our emotional state and our physical or our spiritual Mm well-being. But there's a place too for doctors. Mm -hmm. We can't self-diagnose heart disease, Mm -hmm. cancer, diabetes. And I believe that God has given us doctors to aid in our understanding Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we can't ignore the spiritual aspect of it so i do go see my doctors Mm -hmm. i have been under treatment for cancer Mm -hmm. without them i it never would have been diagnosed but it's also paramount that i not just listen to the doctors and their diagnosis yeah but I take their recommendations and I offer it up to the Lord and say, what is it that you want me to do? Right. Right. I admitted to you, I took medication mm-hmm. for depression mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need medication to get us physically and emotionally to the place where we can then do the spiritual work. Right. When I was so severely depressed I would look at my toothbrush and my vitamins on my bathroom counter and think it's too much energy. I, mm. I don't have the energy today. I can't do it. Maybe tomorrow. Wow. Wow. So I needed the medication to get me physically to the point where then I could do the things that God wanted me to do to yeah. be in the word, to get into a Bible study, to yeah. go to church on Sunday, right. to memorize scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe he wanted me to remain dependent on it. Once I recognized that there was a spiritual component and addressed that, I didn't need the medication anymore. Right, right. Now, that may not be the case for everybody who's listening to this. Mm-hmm. But what I want them to hear is that I shame and guilt and condemnation for taking medication didn't come from God. Yeah. But I had to be open to his leading for when he said, okay, baby girl, you don't need that anymore. Right. You need right. to rely on me now right. in the day to day. Right, right. And I think, you know, the bottom line, like what you were saying is the Lord has to be the Lord. Yes. You know, ultimately, you know, we we have to follow him. And so um, if the Lord is calling us to for a season to be on medication, then that's if he's calling us to do that, that's a part of his plan for for our healing. Um, and the bottom line is just to listen to him and and follow him most importantly though you cannot ignore the spiritual root you can't do it um and i um have shared this story in a podcast before but the year after i was married i found myself um in a uh, counselor's in a psychologist's office at duke university and my husband and i were struggling um things just kind of fell apart that first year after we got married. And um, I, I liken it to the the baggage that I kept so neat and tidy all like came out after I got married. So, but um, I was saved that first year of, of our marriage. And I will never forget coming in to tell my psychologist who was at Duke University 
um, you know, PhD, doctor, all of those things. And I had no idea. We had never talked about faith before. And so I said to him, I want to tell you what happened to me this past week. And I shared with him how I had received Christ. And I didn't know how he was going to react. Like, you know, because this was a academic, you know, place where we were and whatever. And he bent down and he looked at me and he said, Eileen, I am so glad this has happened to you because I can only take you so far, but Jesus has to take you all the way. That's right. And I never forgot that. I never forgot that. And so it's important for us to do, um, to, to not ignore that spiritual root. Um, and I, I want to bring this up too. Um, we had kind of talked about this before, but you know, it it can be uh, the one thing about the spiritual the spiritual um, application of you know renewing the mind and all those sorts of things is that it's a it's a process of where you really have to work hard. You have to remain undaunted, and when it doesn't quote unquote work right away, or you have a bad day. I think there can be a temptation to say one of two things. And we talked about this in the beginning. There must be something wrong with me. Like I'm, you know, not a good Christian or I, you know, I'm not a rock star with the Christian faith because this person doesn't struggle with that. Or there's a part of us that might falsely assume this doesn't work. And so then you kind of push aside the spiritual and then maybe, you know, I don't know, pick up this new age book or wh whatever, you know, just to, um, and, and it just sort of looks like the truth, you know, or, oh, that's in God's word or whatever. Um, but I think we have to watch out for that because I think that the enemy is so crafty. You know, he loves to make things look sort of like uh, the truth in Christianity and there can be demonic roots to them. I mean, you know, where you're getting yourself into more, um, more trouble, you know. Um, so I don't know. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. You're going to experience the opposition as mm -hmm. you start addressing the spiritual roots. You will experience more opposition because the enemy can see that you're working towards your freedom. And that's the last thing he wants for you. So if you're starting to experience that opposition, know that it means you're on the right track and dig your heels in even more. That's so good, Michelle. That's so good. And I want to, I want to touch back on what we were talking about real quickly about mm -hmm. medication and science, mm -hmm. because I think that there is a tendency in many Christian circles to shame people. Mm. for relying on medication, mm -hmm. for saying that it means you don't have enough faith mm -hmm. or you must have unconfessed sin in your life. But I believe that God doesn't want to be put in a box. Yeah. And he has infinite ways of healing people. Yeah. Some will be healed with medication. Some will be healed just because he whispers it to them. Mm -hmm. But what I know to be true is that God doesn't want us dependent on anything including medication or a therapist 
more than we are dependent on him. Wow. He is our healer. Mm -hmm. He is our savior. He is our redeemer. He is our restorer. Mm -hmm. So all those things he may allow to be part of the process in your healing, but ultimately he doesn't want anything to get more glory in your healing than he does. Yeah. That's awesome. That's powerful, Michelle. I love that. I love that. Oh, I mean, that was so good. I think that that is just such a great note to wrap up this podcast on. Um, I hope that you get to write a book one day on, well, that was a lot in Hope Prevails, but I don't know. I just think this is such a great and uh, and powerful topic, um, and I'm so thankful for all the work that you do uh, for so many um, in such a time as this. Um, guys, you can continue this journey with Michelle. Uh, Michelle has a website. She has this great download um, of scriptures that address issues of mental health. You can print that. I've printed it and I've put it on my bathroom mirror before. Um, you can also print it. This is another idea. You can print it and you can cut up the scriptures and fold them up into little pieces of paper and take like a take like a, a, a prescription a day, right? <laughs> take like a scripture a day. Um, so she has that free resource on her website and other awesome free resources. I would highly, highly recommend um, if you're struggling with depression or anxiety to get her book, Breaking Anxiety's Grip, or her uh, Bible study or book, Hope Prevails. And Michelle, you also have a new book coming out, correct? I do. Tell us about I that. A, I have a new book. It's it's a little bit different than the other three books because this is going to be a devotional gift book called Today is the Good Day. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this is that it's a continuation really of our discussion in that this book is about starting each day off with God's truth. Mm. We have a tendency as humans to say, oh, well, I had a bad day. But what God showed me through some really difficult experiences is that by and large, we don't have bad days. We have bad moments in a day. But because God is still on his throne and because his promises are still true and available for us today, every day is a good day for a good day. And so that's what yeah. that book is about. And I'm really excited because I just think whether you gift it to a friend mm -hmm. or you make that as part of your daily devotional, it just changes our focus. Yeah. When we focus on our circumstances there's a lot to get down and concerned about. But when we focus on the one who already has overcome our circumstances, we remain in peace and the joy that he came to give. Mm. Awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I know you like to post a lot on your social media. That's the other thing. If you want to follow Michelle on Instagram, Facebook, she will post uh, today is going to be a good day because, and then there's a little devotional, um, uh, a writing, a paragraph that goes with it, which is always so inspiring. So she's she's a great person to follow um, for your that spiritual is how walk. It started. Oh, really? Okay. 
when I was in the throes of depression and I thought I have got to come up with a reason to get out of bed. And so it started with that scripture verse that that friend gave me. And I posted my very first today is a good day and said, today is a good day because though his anger lasts for a night, joy comes in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it encouraged me. And I got so much positive responses. And about two or three weeks later, I did another one. Today is a good day because Mm -hmm. a couple weeks later, I did another. And what I realized is that I wasn't the only one who needed to be reminded why today is still a good day. And that started a five-year ministry of posting every single day for the past five years, why today is a good day. And readers Mm. resonated with it so much that my publisher said, would you write that as a book? And so the content in the book is all new posts. It's not anything I posted before on social media, but it's become a ministry every day to post that devotional because yeah. people need encouragement yeah. every day. Yeah. But I don't want it to be my words. I want it to be based on the truth of his word. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, you certainly do that. You certainly encourage me in your posts. And I'm excited about this new work that is going to be coming out We have to wait for it. Boo, hiss. But anyway, it'll get here. All all good things come to those who wait. You can read her other two books in the meantime. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Are there any other, uh, anything else that you want to share with our audience um, before we close? I think that today's topic, to some degree, was a heavy topic. Yeah. But what I really want your listeners to hear is that because God is still on his throne, regardless of what you are going through, hope does prevail. Amen. Amen. And that is God's truth. Thanks so much for listening in today, everybody. And thank you, Michelle, for taking the time to be with us today. Again, all of the links of everything that we've talked about today are in our podcast description, and I encourage you to check out uh, what Michelle is doing and continue to follow her. Thanks again, everybody, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, I just want to give a shout out today to the donors that give to Treasured Ministries. Without you and you know who you are, we could not be doing what we're doing and we are grateful. Thanks again for listening in. Have a great day. Bye-bye.